Welcome to The Sauce, a St. Louis restaurant podcast. I'm Liz Wolfson. I'm Mira Nagarajan. And today in the studio, we are joined by our senior designer, Michelle Volansky. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So exciting. To get started, Mira, where have you eaten recently? I finally made it to Levels Nigerian. Mm. Levels Nigerian Cuisine, I think it is, on Washington Avenue. And it is such a cute space. The space used to be Hero, which was a restaurant operated by Bernie Lee, who now has his restaurant, A Car, in Clayton. And when he designed that space, when it was Hero, he put a lot of really cute design elements in there, like really interesting light fixtures, a lot of wood. It's a very warm space. And so at Levels, they didn't fuss with the design too much. So it still remains very inviting, cute atmosphere. And I did consult with my friend, Ola, who grew up in Nigeria, because Level sent us an invitation for their soft opening a few months ago. And then I didn't actually go to that. Our staff writer, Ian Shaw, went to that and shared the menu with me, which I then shared with Ola, like, what do you think? And she's like, on paper, it looks great. And Ian kind of raved about it. He said that all the the rice dishes he tried and the plantains with ice cream for dessert that he had was his favorite. So I was looking forward to going and I got a couple of things that I think are good dishes to try if you're just getting into Nigerian food, which is bold and spicy and flavorful. I got their jollof rice, which is a seasoned African rice. Western African countries have different versions of jollof rice. I guess it just depends regionally what country you're eating in, what that rice is going to taste like. This one was simmered in tomato sauce, a spicy tomato sauce with scotch bonnet peppers. And it was pretty spicy. It was smoky, really smoky. Like that was my big takeaway. It tasted like it had been cooked on a campfire. In the best way, not like overburnt or something. It was just very bold and smoky. And there's a little bit of curry powder in it that kind of plays around in the background. It's not the forefront flavor. And it was great. I got their fried plantains or dodo to go with it, which the starchiness, the sweetness of it was a really great contrast to the rice. And then I also tried their FO Rero, which is... A fresh green sautéed with bell peppers and a bunch of different spices. I think it was like a really hearty and filling and satisfying stew is kind of how I would describe it. And I ate it with their pounded yam or fufu, which was really, really good. Sort of like the way you dunk bread in a soup. You dunk your fufu in the F.O. Rebo and it's similar effect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But 10 out of 10. I mean, 
like I said, I'm get, learning about Nigerian food and I learned that I really love it. That's so wonderful. I'm so excited that they have moved into that space, which Bernie Lee has such great taste. Yeah. And so it's, you know, beautiful space and great for a new place to be bringing in life. Yes. And I love that, like, you know, just down the road from there is uh, Medina, which we love, Medina Grill. And I feel like I'm happy to see more places like bringing it on Washington Avenue. We've been missing, you know, yeah, the action over there. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great to see. Well, so exciting. Yay, Levels. And also recently, we had a couple of both new to us and seasonal items from Winslow's Table, part of the Take Root Hospitality Group. We had their BLT with, you know, really beautiful end-of-the-season tomatoes, and what a great sandwich. I mean, of course, the tomatoes were superlative, The bacon was exactly how you want the bacon on a BLT to be. It was crispy. It wasn't chewy. There was a very nice aioli, you know, a kind of spicy aioli that was on on the bread. And I thought it was a really nice both flavor complement and also brought a little a little more moisture, but it didn't like draw too much attention to itself and it wasn't too saucy. So that was a great item. And then we also tried a roasted cabbage salad, which was so good. So good. We love a cabbage salad. We do love a cabbage salad. We love the one at Indo very much. Yes. Um, It also reminded me a little bit of the cabbage entree at uh, Bar Moro. They have, oh, yes. They have that roasted cabbage there, which is also a really nice... Cabbage really benefits from roasting. It likes to be roasted. Cabbage is also a chameleon. It can take on any flavor profile. It fits in so many different cuisines. If you're wanting to have something that is like a vegetable-focused dish, it's such a star because it's got great hearty texture so it's a winner. Cabbage salad all the way. Yeah. So that cabbage salad at Winslow's Table had a really nice vinegary dressing on it. It had a lot of crunchy elements. There were, you know, a couple of different kinds of seeds. There was a like a um, a pepita, you know, pumpkin seed. There were some sunflower seeds. There was some uh, goat cheese in there, which I really enjoyed, you know, a little creaminess, a little funkiness. So just a, a great, I mean, Winslow's, all of their kind of grab and go sides I have found are across the board, usually very satisfying. Yes, I agree. Their yeah. grain salad, mm-hmm. always good. You know, of course, we love their pastries. Yes. All of their savory pastries that they do, they do these seasonal galettes that sell out really fast that we all love. Like, I feel like when we've celebrated birthdays at the office, we go get that seasonal galette, whether it's like an asparagus one or a tomato one or whatever is in season. We love the goat cheese cookie, which has been on since the beginning when it was Winslow's home many years ago. And it has uh, stood the test of time. Yeah. Yeah. A really special cookie. You know, I I do think if we were to do like an iconic local cookies kind of story or list, that cookie would for sure be on there. It's 100%. special. Yeah. It's kind of like in a way 
Michelle, you wrote about the chocolate drops at Missouri Baking Company. Yes, I definitely think if there was an iconic St. Louis cookie list, uh, Missouri Baking Company would make at least an appearance, if not for like their Italian cookies. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, that chocolate drop. Yeah. This is not a segment on iconic St. Louis cookies, but I am excited about the idea of a story like that. And the goat cheese cookie at Winslow's would for sure make the list. So, Michelle, you recently ate at Soul Garden. Yes, I did. I love going to Korean barbecue and my kind of opinions throughout the years of like my favorite one in St. Louis kind of evolves because everyone does it their own different flavor. Uh, Soul Garden makes it so easy because you just kind of come in. It's very straightforward. All you can eat per person. Um, they have a couple different levels like regular or premium, but really you just want to go for the premium if you really love that like L.A. Calbi short rib cut beef. And a lot of people that's like that's quintessential Korean barbecue to them. But I'm always happy right at that normal price point and it gets you, you know, all your normal Korean barbecue stuff. They bring you your cuts to the table for you to grill. You get a wide selection of banchan, which I think are kind of the low-key star of Korean barbecue. That's like all the little side dishes that come along with your meal. They refill them. They're kind of bottomless. So you get to try little bits of everything. Usually they're like kind of a pickled vinegary side dish to kind of like palate cleanse the heavy meat and rice. So whenever you get your banchan to the table, you see like a wide selection. Most of them are kind of like fresh, cold, pickly vegetables. You definitely always get kimchi. Uh, you'll always get some kind of like omelet, a sweet kind of eggy thing. There's uh, little fish cakes that come. Those are my favorite. They're kind of sweet. You always get a bowl of soup. And that's kind of the star, I think, at Soul Garden, too. I'm obsessed with their spicy tofu soup. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a like jjigae style Korean soup. It's kind of kimchi flavored. So it's a kind of a fermented red chili paste like a gochujang or an almost like a miso soup flavor too. It's a lot of soy mm -hmm. and it's spicy and the tofu is super, super soft and creamy, almost like a pudding texture. Mm -hmm, and there's mm -hmm. some like soft shaved beef in there. I tend to fill up on the soup. It's irresistible. Nice. Are there any beverages at Soul Garden that you really love? I feel like you know, two to four ice cold beers per Korean barbecue mm -hmm. session is pretty mandatory to me. They have like three beers on offer, two Japanese ones and a Korean beer mm -hmm. called Terra. And they have a wide selection of different flavored sojus. Mm -hmm. And they even have a cute little cocktail list of like soju cocktails mm -hmm. if you really want something kind of sweet and light and refreshing. That sounds delightful. Hooray for Soul Garden. And then also, Michelle, recently you did a first look at El Molino del Cereste, which is the new restaurant from Chef Alex Henry. Yes, that's part of my job at Sauce is I'll go on these first looks where I'll photograph a new place opening, take pictures of the space, try to capture the vibe and some dishes so readers really know what to expect from a new restaurant opening. El Molino del Cereste. Alex Henry has another restaurant open in City Foundry mm -hmm. called Cereste. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, a more modest kind of counter situation where you'll just order like tacos, um, smaller, simple dishes. But this new place is focusing more on like family style. He also kind of wants it to be multi-concept where you could buy tortillas. I think a lot of local restaurants are already sourcing tortillas from him because he does make his own. I think they're, you know, slowly rolling out all these options at El Molino del Cereste, but 
There's a lot of like family style stuff with whole cooked fish, soups with lots of side dishes. And I think they're expanding too with a new bar program, which a Sereste City Foundry doesn't have. El Molino del Sereste is basically in my neighborhood. So I am very excited to check that out soon. Speaking of other places that we will be going to soon, I will be going to Bowood for a nice dinner with a couple of lady friends. And I haven't been since we tried it for the best new list last year. And I'm really excited to go back. It's such a beautiful dining room. The patio is beautiful, too. And we're kind of in perfect fall patio season. So I'm really looking forward to being back there. So fun. Most beautiful patio, yeah. honestly. All the plants that they sell back there right. from Bowwood Farms are on display. So it's like you're having your meal and then you're just secretly plotting your landscaping dream <laughs> because you're like looking at all these beautiful things that they have there. So it's an idyllic patio. It really is. What about you? Where are you going? I am going to go check out STL Talavandi, which is a new South Indian food truck. Mm, yay. And it's so cute. They have Doses, which are like thin, savory crepes. They have vade, which are like little savory fried donuts. They have so many cute South Indian dishes. I'm so excited to check them out. We love a new food truck. Yes. Actually, our food truck Friday season is coming to a close. Mm. And it's just new fodder for next season to like collect little gems for Truck Friday. Do you know some of the regular stops on their route yet, or are they kind of all over? I don't know anything about them except that I think they first started operating in late summer. So they're pretty new. I'm excited to see what they have to offer. And hopefully it's as awesome as the pictures look. That's great. Okay. Well, that is all for this week. Thanks as always for tuning in and we will catch you next time. Catch you next time. Links and location information to all the restaurants mentioned in this episode can be found in our show notes. Our audio engineer is Alejandro Ramirez. Additional reporting for this episode was done by Ian Shaw, Michelle Volansky, and Lauren Healy. Episodes of The Sauce are recorded at the St. Louis Public Library's Creative Experience Studio. Find new episodes of The Sauce every Wednesday and listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts.